want to say yeah when it ends right with the guitar i'm totally there so welcome everyone this is a special chit chat edition we've got our regular audience out a couple thousand (laughs) coming in on rumble and i thought we can go ahead and get on youtube too and have like a chit chat i mean there's so much to talk about and i don't know which way we want to go and of course i'm going to bring my friend so we can have a discussion um It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And we're going to talk about a lot of things. As you guys all saw, obviously, I've been extremely busy, uh, you know, with my campaign. Uh, Everything that I expected happened. Um, Actually, I was quite happy that uh, he went against the Board of Elections that certified me because now I've got a rocket docket straight to SCOTUS. So I am really, really excited. Sometimes it's through adversity and through uh, failing, as one would say, you fail. It's not really a failure. It's a battle. It's the war that counts. Uh, that we can extrapolate uh, truth, transparency, and everything. So I've got one of the people that I completely love. A lot of people are like, whatever. I absolutely adore this person. Challenges my mind every single time. And yeah, a lot of people, uh, you know, have things to say. I, I really, you know, you guys know how I feel about that. I really don't. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody can speak for my friends. So I want to welcome. Hey, Patrick. Hello, welcome Tori. To- I'm still getting hey. this. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's In- it. In vaudeville, they call that vamping till Ray. You were just vamping till Ray. Well, I wasn't, I, you know, I was today, I just got news that, um, the secretary of state, uh, went against the board of elections and, att- and decertified me, which was exactly what I wanted to happen. Cause oh, now I get, okay. now I get, you know, my whole campaign team was like, nah, man, you need to be on. I was like, what? I get free campaign material here exposing the deep state. Are you kidding me? This is like, didn't, didn't, didn't I see that they said out of like 5,010 signatures, they should disallow 5,011, they need to disallow 18? 17. 17. So that yeah. would bring you to 4,994? 93. So the funny thing is, is that those were the numbers before he actually counted all the certified counties. And when we said that in this kangaroo court hearing, uh, you know, the judge, which is weird. I'm independent. So if the Ohio GOP is doing this, obviously, wouldn't it have to be a Democrat uh, judge? 
to be nonpartisan, but instead they gave me a Republican judge who his son is actually defending LaRose in this BS redistricting thing. <laughs> and is a one Democrat of the judge would have loved a Democrat judge would have loved you to stay in hoping yeah. it split the Republicans. That's what they, th but see, that's the thing. Why do people keep saying that? I'm not splitting it. I'm taking them all. <laughs> Nobody wants him. Have you seen his approval rating? It's like negative 50. Nobody Who, wants who's in specific Frank LaRose. Oh, he's the one that led the whole Alec thing that we're having a problem with, with the machines. He set it up for the whole nation. He was in charge of that. Listen, there's a lot of hands and a lot of fingerprints on that. I bet. Yeah. Hey, we have such good news. Yes, please go. No, uh, you go. You go. You, we well, have no, for, for me. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm breaking this J six stuff. That's why I'm traveling next Tell week. Me what, can you, can you, have you broken it to your audience? Well, Where's no. your audience in the J six story? In the J six stuff, you know, they're just not buying it. We're supposed to have a season two, right? <laughs> and we went through Bergie's BS because today I broke the story and now it's changing the story narrative. You know, that Russian lady or Ukrainian, they said, was at Mar-a-Lago? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do you remember know? hearing yeah. about it. Okay, well, you know what's so dumb? It, the same people that did the raid thing were the same people that did the Russia hoax. And guess what? That chick was connected with Natalia that was at the Trump Tower meeting in 2016. You know, uh, with the whole Russian, uh, uh, what is it, adoption agency thing. And it's like, are you kidding? This got foreign interference all over it, and the FBI was allowing her. Our State Department gave her a passport. Florida Department of Motor Vehicles gave her an ID. And Rothschild wasn't an identity. It's the actual name of her business. It's called Rothschild Media. And so I'm watching for a whole week, Patrick, because you know I'm, like, busy with this J6 stuff, right, working on that defense side. I've got my campaign stuff going on. I mean, and it's like, where are all these journalists? They're just like talking about Nara. Nara was the excuse. They were like, look, he has Russians and he has all these documents. Therefore, he's a problem. There we go with the Russia thing again. But anyway, I don't know if there's a <coughs> what I don't, to get a to a um, get the warrant. They're supposed to be able to establish that there was a crime of which right. you committed probable cause. Correct. I don't know if there's one person in the country that cannot be accused of NARA, I would imagine it would be the president of the United States. If you're talking about a set of documents that he waved his hand over and said are declassified, that how do you, that he's, he's the one guy in the United States that can't be charged for that crime, I would think. Yeah, but they did it. You know, it's like, this is a banana Republic. They're doing whatever they want. Well, how could that, how could that, how could that magistrate judge have signed that search warrant? Because for the president to have committed that crime, he's the one guy who can't commit that crime. <laughs> How did that judge sign that warrant? Well, I don't know. I mean, everything's banana republic. I mean, I want to refer back to, you know, we have kangaroo courts, weird judges, right? Did you know that, did you know that, that judge re recused himself? I think it was June 20th or something. From the Rico case. Yeah, you know, I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he from from Trump's case again. Yeah, the Rico case against. Yeah, I, and I know you're working. I know that you're cool. That you're a great help, and there are a lot of people who. Well, I'm also very salty. You know, I'm also very salty, and it's yeah. like I'm like brie cheese. You either like me or you don't, and I, I'm okay with that. I don't mind. Truth is truth. No, because brie cheese like is about eighty percent of people. Like you're more like uh, one of those obscure Gorgonzola, Gorgonzola, Port Salut, something like that. <laughs> with a bit of port, you take a bit of port, it goes down just fine. No, yeah. I. Uh, yeah, 
I'd say, anyway, go ahead. Where were I was we? just going to say, I'm, I'm just, um, you know, I, I haven't seen you in like a couple of weeks. Like I'm getting withdrawals. Um, cause I haven't like actually physically Long seen your hair that. looks amazing. You know, it's I, <laughs> been a while. I felt like I looked like a wino. I'm sorry. Man. No, you look great. It, <laughs> it looks good. I like the hair. I really do. I really do. It looks good. But, um, uh, so tell me what, what you think on this J six thing, because I saw Patrick Berge trying to sell his book and he put a bunch of lies in that affidavit. Like this guy's going away for perjury. I gotta tell you something. Gotta well, he, he's, bi he's bipolar or something, but his, yeah. But his, uh, so some journalist from Raw Deal. Dude, that's, wait, no, Raw Story. Right. They're part of his group. That's the, that's the, the cell that he's been working with. Well, let me tell you something. I, 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 I only communicate in text with journalists, uh, with rare exception. And with, uh, and I'll, I'll have to, anyway. Uh, you shouldn't even I answer. You should that, be like. Uh, he said, I didn't know anything about this affidavit. It got to me. <laughs> this was just days ago. He brought out, he started asking questions. I said, this, none of this sounds. Yeah, it was all, I mean, the way they trash the general is just terrible. Your audio, Patrick, your audio. Is it just me or, can you hear me? Cause I can't hear you. Okay, can I hear you? You, 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 oh, he froze. Can you guys hear me? I just want to see the chat. Patrick, you're not coming in, your audio's off. Yeah, no audio, see? audio what did you guys hear that is that like creepy talk are you guys hearing what i'm hearing or is it just me patrick you're not coming in i don't know if you can hear me but you're not coming in we got some weird voice that came in too it was just really weird yeah no 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 no. i want to hear what you have to say log out and log back in log out and log back in. there you go perfect okay i heard you was that me or you that was you, and I was getting some really strange audio. Like it sounded like Morse code, fax machines. I was just like kind of trying to listen and be like, "What's going on?" Um. Anyway, now you have to start all over because none of us heard it. Nobody heard you. Um, J Six Bergy, you. I, well, I'll tell you this. I, after the the raw story guy, Jordan something, he. Uh, so he sent me the affidavit, and I kind of stopped reading. I just skimmed after when I got to the part. What? When he tried to push his book in the first paragraph, like, buy my book. Did you see it? It was in I the first even, paragraph. I, no, I didn't notice that because I skimmed it so lightly because I got to, it said something about me being in, in, on January 12th, being at the Willard Hotel with Garrett Ziegler. That's and, not true. Say again? That wasn't true. And he said that you met with Rudy that day and you know that you and me met with the mayor together. That wasn't true. It wasn't true. I, I, I left on the Friday, fr Friday afternoon or Saturday morning after January 6th, whatever day, like the eighth or ninth. And I, I called Garrett and I said, or I texted him and said, have I ever been in the Willard hotel with you? I guess we had a quick, he said, we crossed paths there and we, I think I understand to like cross paths there and walk for a few steps or caught, caught, caught up a little bit. And we crossed Patrick Berge and that's where he's getting this. And then I also understand, except I didn't even read this far in the end, but so I just dismissed the affidavit once he got so much backwards from the beginning. Uh, you know, I've never been in the Willard with Garrett other than we evidently intersected on the hallway. Everybody was at the Willard. Everyone was at the Willard. Patrick, it's like he could have named anybody and we would have been there. Let's be straight. Uh, right? 
Is that true or not? You left when I left. I left on Friday. You left on Friday the eighth. Yeah. So it's all fantasy. Whatever yeah. comes after that point in the whatever it comes after that point in the affidavit is fantasy. I gotta tell you, I'm a busy man. I didn't even read any further. But what I understand from other people who says that he says that he knows this that Rudy told me not really in January 2022. It is when remember. Uh, yeah, we met together. We met together. I was there. Remember? I remember. Yeah. And I, I sat down on the porch with Rudy for a while alone. Yes. Were you, were you there for the part of the conversation that I described? I was there said? for all of it. I was hanging out with Maria. But again, yeah, it doesn't right. matter. No one's talking to Bergie. But did you hear him on the porch with me when we sat outside? And, and, and you guys were talking guys, about normal stuff. He didn't say anything. Uh, like No. Well, he, no to me, he, uh, and when we visited him at lunch, he told me in January 2022, that's when he told me, you know what happened, Pat? I talked to the president out of it within two or three minutes of you and, and Sydney and Mike leaving the room. I had talked by the time, I think he said that by the time, like in the book, it says you were out on the sidewalk in the snow and you looked and, and I said, yeah, where I saw you and Mark Prentice. He's like, yeah, we, we left just that much after you. I had already talked the president out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's because of Cipollone. We all know how it went. And Cipollone was right in a sense because on the legal basis, I mean, we can all disagree. But you know what I was shocked about is that all these people like him or other people talk about you or the general or the mayor as if they know them. And if, as if they yeah. were there for the conversations. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, like, no. I go back and debrief <laughs> with Pat Birdie. Patrick Birdie. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm just saying it was so bizarre because I was like, who are these people telling people who they are when so they don't know them? Have you shared then with your audience my story and what I say happened and Rudy said this in January 20 and then Bergie is no, saying no. No, no, it's none of anybody's business what we had is a private conversation. Right? Yeah, it, well, it wasn't until right. Bergie came out with this. So Bergie's coming out and saying that actually he knows that I'm lying and that I was told that when I walked out of the Willard with Garrett Ziegler on January 12th, he saw us together and we had just been, I had just been told by Rudy, that's what really happened back. And, and so he's saying that, and he knew that from a frown on my face and he knew that. So the whole thing's cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really dumb because back then you were wearing your gator. So no one would see your frown because you just didn't want people knowing who you are. When you were <laughs> You're a smart cookie. You were, I was always wearing, I know. Either V for Vendetta or American flag, depending on the it's, audience. Yeah, exactly. That's why I got you the scarf because you just kept wearing the same thing over and over again for uh, your birthday. Because it was like, you need to get rid of those. It's like constant. You were recycling them. But, um, you know, it was really, it, you know, we're at this point where the media is just causing so much disruption, uh, allowing people that, you know, to just say whatever they want. This guy literally perjured himself. Yeah. Well, let me say, it's so kooky. That I only read maybe what looked like about, I don't know, I only read, I, I skimmed the first couple, half a page and realized it was cuckoo and completely wrong. I flew, as is described in my book, I flew on Friday, the 8th. Yeah, I did too. Uh, we texted because I told you that I was going because I had like that case that I had to go for. That's right. I got yeah. to Utah and I stayed in one home for a couple of days and go to my home because I was getting sick and someone was taking care of me. And then that. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> that turned out to be COVID and I was out for 10 days. So I wasn't around on the, I, 
I was going through COVID back in Utah and there's lots of hospital records and well, not hospital, doctor records and stuff to show that. So yeah. that's just, it's all silly from the opening few lines. Yeah. We've got a couple thousand on rumble too watching, you know, um, I, I just wanted to tell you, cause I went to YouTube and Facebook since I didn't play music and they usually don't ban me when I'm just having a conversation. So, you know, I, I, I see that there's a lot happening. There's a lot of panic, you know, uh, with these election machines. I know, you know, Carrie's, Carrie Lake's case was thrown out, but they're going now to the Supreme Court in Arizona. And it was anticipated. Uh, you know, we're all going to get to SCOTUS in the end. Like, I'm going to SCOTUS. You give yeah, me a week, I'm going to be there. The, you know what this is like? Yeah, it takes a network to defeat a network. You know what this yep. is like? Hey, I think SCOTUS might be pretty pissed off. Because, A, yep. they, at least six of the nine at least profess and adherence to the Constitution, whereas the other three sort of profess, idiot, I don't know, some theory, I don't know, it's sort of loosely <laughs> sort of bowing to it rather than actually reading it. Uh, but I think that the, now you solve that with, they've just had a bunch of people, uh, you know, protesting outside their homes and stuff. They yeah, might and, be and, and you know, it was the same people that we had on the Zoom calls. They were organizing it and paying people. On Twitter. Yeah. Twitter Ms. lets them Ms. organize. Fithian? What's the hell's her name? Fithian? Well, no, it was actually Marie Stefan, the lady from the DOD. Marie Stefan was organizing the protest outside the. It will, all her groups. She wasn't the one organizing it. It's her groups, right? She's the one that we had. Everybody keeps talking about Lisa Fithian. And I'm like, so we're not going to talk about Maria Stefan, yeah. who was besties with Esper and worked at the DOD and is part of the Peace Institute. Are we kidding now? Or the lady that wrote the OSHA mandate was on that federal call, right? That Stephanie Starlet, whatever yeah. her name is, started. She wrote the OSHA. She yeah. the, didn't I hear, did she become the general counsel of like, the Department she, of Labor or something? Yeah, she was the general counsel of the Department of Labor when she was calling for the federal coup in October of 2020. You know, and, and this is where we are. We're in a mad place because, you know, we're so busy talking crap about each other rather than focusing on the prize. And right now our prize is getting the SCOTUS because, you know, isn't that, isn't that the case? Have, they're coming at SCOTUS. us in an information war, all guns, all newspapers blaring, but that's okay. Yeah, you know what? it doesn't. It's funny. It doesn't. Our side sucks too. What does? Our side sucks too. It's all wishy washy Our... stuff too. It's like, can we get a little bit more teeth into it? Can we like all focus? We're putting some teeth into it this week. Some teeth are going into it from us. Hey, do you know about what's going on with Mike Lindell? What he's doing? Like, I was on the call with him yesterday. See, that's the same. We're on the same page because, uh, you know, all my, all my, um, I put out a call to action for everyone to send in, uh, you know, spoilage letters, spoilage letters for them to retain information. But I added also the DHS contracts, the contractors. And for them, it's more, I'm thinking about a case. I sent it to all my counties in Ohio to tell them, hey, you better hold on to this, the retention letter, like a legal retention letter, because I'm suing. And this is exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, the, the, the secretary of state here, shh, listen to this. Let me just tell you, let me just tell you something funny and you'll, and you'll get this 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night. I shoot off an email myself, not my lawyers, me. Right. And I'm like, yo, my campaign came to you and asked you for these, this information. And you knew them by name. We cited, you know, civil rule 34 D right which is when we're in legation, you give me stuff, right? 
and you said, oh, we have so many open records requests, you're in the queue. So I cut off an email. I said, what are you doing? I've already asserted my rights under this civil rule, you know, and you're treating it like this. And I put out what happened. You know, I'm just noting this and I'm sending an email to confirm that this happened. Guess who emailed me in the morning? Crack of dawn. The attorney general of Ohio. Really? Yeah. So what that means that they're all colluding with each other, colluding, having conversations. Because how does how does an email that I send to some poxy for the secretary of state while we're in litigation, you know, go to the top of the deck for him to give an opinion? That's a big deal. You see? And I did it myself. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm not a lawyer. But it's great to know that the attorney general, that my tax dollars are hard at work, you know, when this is happening. But when the people's citizens, the citizen rights are violated, you're not really doing much. So that was pretty, I was pretty interesting. That came in this morning and I was like, what? Stop it. Yeah, sometimes if you set a fire irrationally. You get some really good responses and insight. So uh, tell me what you guys are doing. I know what Mike is doing in Arizona. I know about the letters that they're sending out and all these lawsuits. I think Alabama was doing something today, right? He has not. Has he announced it, what he's doing yet or not? It's I think drops tomorrow. So we probably shouldn't. Yeah, maybe he, we shouldn't talk about it. Well, I already did that before him, you know, because we're doing it. Kind of everyone's doing the same thing. Can, oh, so it's okay to talk about? Well, I don't know if we could talk about his stuff. I mean, my stuff is kind of parallel to his, so I, I. Well, I'm um, not. I'm not going to talk. Then I'll leave his stuff alone. Other than to say, Mike has a very smart group. Wave of lawsuits coming. Yeah. Or set of lawsuits coming. Very smart. Yes. We have uh, a much much smaller number. Uh, but a very sharp lawsuit yeah. based on a theory that Tori Merez shared with me on November 10th, 2020. 20. In other words, a week after the election. And now don't say the theory, but a week after the election, she shared with me stuff. And that has turned out to all finally really checked out. So thank you, yeah, Tori. Seth, Seth told me that too. He was like, I'm really sorry we didn't listen much. And it's like, it's okay. You have to always discern. We listened. We listened. There were a lot of things to check. You were I know. Thinking. I know. I don't. I, I, I was I was not a bad. I was a bad egg. I came from the bad camp. But that doesn't mean, you know, some of us that are in the bad camp can always find redemption. Right. But it's yeah, good. Well, hey, you came from we the had, bad camp as part of it. Well, yeah. But we, hey. we had that. No, yeah. you came from. Yeah. I was supposed no to be. One, well, and I don't want you to say his name. I know. But if you remember who introduced us, don't say the name. Yeah. That's a real joker in the deck. Oh my gosh. Stop. Because I have more on that. I can't wait for us to have dinner. Like I, I will come down to Florida at some point or wherever you are. We'll meet up. Cause Oh my gosh. Cause I've actually had more conversations on that, but let's yeah, keep that out. But you know what? It was meant to be like this, Patrick. I think all this confusion and this running around chasing our tails because you know, what was really weird is I, I remember just sitting there telling people, we, guys, why are we just targeting dominion? Look, their lawyer is the guy that literally ran the lawsuit for the Russia hoax. Like you can't even make this up. He worked for Mueller and he just posed in a picture, but it's okay because I think it was important that America could see just bad, how bad it is. Sometimes well, it doesn't have to be that way. It is kind of interesting. When I turn on TV, which I rarely do these days because I can't stand it, And but other than Tucker, is Tucker's essays and monologues are going to end up being like Orwell's in uh, World War II. Orwell did 49 essays in 
for the BBC in World War II and went on air and read them and they were about the progress of the war and they were magnificent. Yeah. And I'd say that Tuck, Tucker's monologues about the progress over the last several years are excellent. Other than that, I don't want you, but I was shocked at what he's saying. He's now saying, he's at least raising as a question, gosh, is it possible that they're doing this on purpose? Look, here's Europe, which has gotten in a war with Russia. Russia is doing better than ever. Here's Europe about to freeze to death or they're coming into the, you know, the, the things get colder starting in September and who's winning? Their rubles up to seven year high. Uh, it's almost like they're destroying Western civilization on purpose, but you know, like it couldn't be that. Tucker's actually going that far. I didn't, uh, I didn't know anyone in the mainstream could get away with saying the truth like that. Well, yeah. We, well, with the whole Russia thing, I mean, it's not going to escalate until Erdogan's uh, come, come super into focus. I mean, right now, the stuff that I was talking about with my audience in regards to Turkey and the S-400s in Greece and their S-300s and everything is now panning out. Uh, so it would definitely have to be that Erdogan is going to be, I, this is my assessment, that they're going to take him out. Because he's playing with fire with the Finns and the Nords. Which there, you know. which there of all... Of all the theirs you could mean, which there is that? You well, I, I, I who who's going to take Russia there or no? Or I'm American talking there? Turkey. They're going to take Erdogan out. I'm the Russians are or no, the Americans are? no, the Europeans are. The Europeans. Yeah, well, they want to get Norway into NATO. You know, all this stuff with Estonia is going on. It's just such a hot mess. Foreign policy right now is a hot mess. And it's like Putin was smart. The minute Trump left, he was like, whoop, I'm coming in and I'm taking all of this. I would do the same thing if I was him, wouldn't you? I'd be like, I'm taking all of this over. What are you guys going to do? You're not going to do anything because you need my energy. Trump warned them, didn't he? And, 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 you know, Nord Stream Pipeline, too. I mean, it's a hot mess. This was something that should have been dealt with in 2018. But, you know, uh, I guess the Democrats get to wear that thumbs hat on this, right? So well, it's, it's, it's the foreign policy is bad. But I, I'm going to tell you, it's going to get really bad the minute we see Erdogan get taken out of the picture. And, you know, everything is pointing that direction, especially when he's like, oh, you want to apply to NATO? Well, give me these criminals. And it's like, oh, you shouldn't be quid pro signing stuff <laughs> that's not like what nato is about and what the eu is supposed to be about and basically what the west is supposed to be about is about like principles and trying to get some in principles and institutions that are it's not that backyard haggling that may be how the middle east works well that's you know question Ge turkey geographically is a great pla place to have an ally culturally i'm not so sure well they're mishmash. They're all stolen nations there. Armenia, Greece, you know, whatever. It's like it's I've always said it's like the it's like the belly button that connects the African continent and Asia and Europe. You Turkey, know, I'd rather have Finland and Estonia, I, you know, or the other day than now from maybe not as a and it has to do with you know, people say, oh, that's because racism and bullshit that has to do with values and their belief and adherence to remaining adherence to the principles of Western liberalism, pardon the word, but Western liberalism of freedom of, of limited constitutional republics and things like this. At yeah. least they can get, they understand which way is up. They don't, Believe I don't know. Like, I don't know. They're going to take him out though. The Europeans are going to take him out. And the minute they do that, Putin's going to move in on Turkey. He's going to take that property. I'm telling you, he's going to take it and he's not going to own it. He's going to distribute it. So that way he gains more people on his side. So when he takes down, once Erdogan's done, and you'll remember this because both of us will be around when this happens, you know, 
he's going to distribute it. He's going to be like, here you go, Armenia. Here you go, Greece. And everyone's going to love him for doing that. And then it's game over. He's going to gain more allies like that. Um, he's a smart guy. And he I have a great, I'm, I'm looking around for a book, book. called a, a, a Peace to End All Peace. Do you know that book? I do know that book. I don't think I've read it anytime soon. It must have been a really long time ago. It was right. in the early 90s. And it's funny because uh, that expression, uh, no, I'm sorry, a war, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, people have said of World War I after it was over, people called it the Great War. And they called it the war to end all wars. But this book was about the dismemberment of Turkey and uh, the, the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. and how it was dismembered into this current set of nation states by Sykes-Picot with Winston Churchill and his opposite, and, and I forget who. Yeah, it was and the thing of three, right, that they did in the 40s where they like t- made them give away stuff like Mecca and all these. Uh, it was before that. It was uh, like 20s and 30s. Yeah. World War I, like 20, yeah. uh, 19, 29, yeah. uh, 1920, and, you know, there's a story. Winston Churchill sat on a, he was Lord of the Admiralty or something, and he sat on a boat with his French counterpart, and they took the Ottoman Empire map, and they, after they, they drew the lines, and they created, okay, here's Oman, here's this, here's Saudi Arabia, here's Yemen, and there's a, they, they just made up these countries after lunch, and there's a place out in the desert, Oman, Saudi Arabia, where the border takes like a 20-mile curve and they call it winston's hiccup they say he did this after lunch and then the course of this of doing this winston he had a belt he up and drew it. <laughs> you know yeah. the only concern that i have though is that turkey has invested a lot of money into places like uh you know in the horn of africa right and like somalia and stuff as well so that's a little bit concerning for me but you know I, we've got but, so much crap going on here like i can't even talk about that because that's but before we do let me make this point about turkey one could say and I, it was somewhat the point of this author that the current fractious middle east was actually compared to that the ottoman empire may not have been so bad it kept the lid on all of this stuff and what but it was the way the european powers french and brits cr- cl- uh divvied up the Middle East after World War One that made the peace, it, that made it the peace to end all peace. There would never be peace again after they settled the peace that way. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little joke. Fabulous book. And that's, uh, anyway. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think we, we might think have been better was, off. What, what do you think of having Turkey? On Turkey really, I don't, Erdogan wants to reconstitute the Ottoman Empire. Compared to what we have now, how do you feel about that? Um, well, Turkey's not going to exist anymore. If you're asking me my my opinion, right? You're going to have a whole bunch of Armenians. And- yeah, the Armenians, Kurds. You know, that's that's going to benefit Putin too, because the minute they take him out, if Putin goes down there and takes over and then redistributes the land back to those nations like Turkey, like to the Armenians, to the Kurds, to Greece, it's game over. They're now his allies. And if and if they can sequester the Aegean Sea, it's game over. We've got Haftar in Libya. I mean, Europe has no chance whatsoever. Um, and they will freeze to death. And President Trump was right. And they will be at his mercy. And then they're going to just have to go in and take him out. And and that's what's going to happen because people take don't. Putin. The minute he does that, you know, the minute he comes down on Turkey after they take Erdogan out, they're going to go have to go after him because they're going to freeze to death. I'm losing your pronouns. Who's they are going to have to go after who? 
Europe is going to have to go after Putin. Mm. Yeah, well, he, may be, he may be harder to take out than they imagine. Yeah, well, he's got China behind him. They've got some good yeah. deals. There, so. You know, they're, you know about Dugan, the guy whose daughter just died. You know, yeah, see, I told everyone when Dugan comes back, and I said this years ago, when Dugan comes back into focus, that's when you know Erdogan's time's up. I literally yeah. said that. His, his vision of the world is basically a Eurasian landmass of Russia and China primarily, uh, uh, forming a Eurasian uh, counterweight to a decadent West. And they stand together as the West just self implodes. Yeah. And with the, with the right pressure. And, you know. That's kind of Chinese too, because that's why the Chinese invested so much in the railway too, going through Turkey. You know, I mean, to have railways going into Africa through Turkey that China invested in to get trains to go from China to London, that's that's pretty that's a pretty big achievement. And that was their idea. And they were trying to pan it out. But enough about those politics, because right now those aren't directly affecting us at the moment. It's a hot mess. And we don't know how the people will respond there. I'm more concerned about what's going on at home here. Like right now, I am concerned about that. Um you know, I'm concerned about the increased, you know, weird statements that are being made by by so many in the mainstream media, both left and right. And and it's so much confusion. You like know, what? I don't know. It's like half half baked stories. It's like, you know, it <coughs> make sense. It's like they're giving you little bits. You know how they were like tearing down Christina Bob, oh, we found her at OAN. Like this woman is a juggernaut of an attorney. Like, why would they why would CNN even do that? They're flailing. They're like boxers when they get tired or immature, they, they end up flailing. You know, that's, uh, the, I, I only knew about that because a friend sent me, somebody did a rumble. <clears throat> no, we don't say anymore, uh, a YouTube as if we're one showing a rumble of, of uh, somebody compared the achievements of Mr. Anderson Cooper versus the achievements of Christina Bach. Exactly. She's incredible, isn't she? She's really incredible. Yes. I knew that she was a Marine officer, JAG uh, Corps. I always thought she was top notch. I think so that that's the is. only person I trust next to our president, aside from Dan Scavino. Like I would put my, I'd jump off a cliff before I think. She's one of the many, many, many who does not know what the fuck to make of Patrick Byrne. I can assure you that. And, and but I, but I, she's a, she's top shelf. We weren't able because she was at One American News. That kind of complicated. Uh, some things, but anyway, she's Trump made a great hire with that. Tell me, how's the general doing? Is he doing good? I mean, I saw him on a show. He looked amazing. His hair looked good. I mean, I mean, he looked really confident, and I like that. Well, we've we're we're under we're working hard. We're under a lot of stress too. You know, sometimes e egos pop up and they create little problems for people. So we spend a lot of our time unwinding what seem like stupid things. Petty tiffs out in the world among people I know. that really we have to say, let's remember the mission, the mission, the mission, the mission. And unwind. so we both spend a lot of our days unwinding tiffs that after the 10th or 20th of them just start seeming petty, really know what the facts are. Yeah. And I try to have remind people, hey, we've got to be all about the mission. Well, you know how I feel about later. that. I'm pretty vocal on that. I just don't like Brian Cates. Okay. That's the one problem for me. That's me. 
you don't you don't listen you know i I hear people say stuff about me it's water off a duck's back i don't even read i don't care i don't care well the guy can't write anyway so it doesn't matter besides do you remember what david chappelle said david chappelle had this great thing uh uh word of wisdom something like i got canceled on twitter Oh yeah, but, when you didn't have a Twitter. <laughs> but Twitter, no, he said I got canceled on Twitter, but Twitter's not a real place, so I didn't care or something like that. You know, neither is uh, Brian Case's log or whatever. It's okay. This is, it's a big world. I don't yeah, care about so, anybody. Well, I, it's weird how little talk there is of me. I have to say, I know this seems it is, and I mean this just as empirical observation that given that like PBS calls me the not Godfather, but the, I don't know, ringmaster or something of everything. And given some of these other articles, how, not reluctant, how impossible it is for me to be on air. No one, you would think someone on air would want to interview me in the mainstream media. No one will have me. No one will interview me off there. It's really quite odd. It's, it's truth. People don't like the truth. They don't like they don't like candidness and they don't like people saying, you know what, I hear you. I don't know about that. They want you to know everything and they don't like truth because they don't believe the truth. And it's like nobody cares what you believe. If it's true, it's true. End of story. <laughs> this is the true truth movement. This is all about the truth movement. That's what I call it. The truth yeah. movement. It's the best yeah. name for us. I don't even like the name conservatives. And, you know, I have to say that sometimes people say stuff around me that I don't agree with them. And I just make allowances for different different groups. But I do try to encourage people to be, you know, if you get a chance, watch the talk I did in Omaha this weekend. <clears throat> because I walked people through the whole arc of destruction, Dory, which I know you know, know about. Four-step yeah. process where, which accompanies genocides everywhere. It's polarization, tribalization, demonization, genocide. And where cultures go through a genocide, that's how it's done. And the polarization is something that makes everybody afraid. And when people are afraid, they start thinking they're amygdala and they become fight or flight and they look for social cues. They become herd animals. So they shut down their higher lobes. So it doesn't matter how many times you show that great on of yours, the data on COVID, even if it's on the CDC or the New England Journal of Medicine, she can't absorb it because she's locked out of her. She's in her amygdala. She's in a state of fright. This, uh, the, so they, they got us there, they did mass and everything with the tribalization, a visual symbol, something, the, the demonization was all this stuff. Really, we're less than a year from it. It's only 10 or 11 months ago that Justin Trudeau was saying stuff about how long are we gonna put up with these, these people in our society? That's how we have, what we have to ask ourselves. How long we put up, the, and they're often racist and misogynist and these people who don't take vaccines. We, we have to wonder how long we put up with a real Nazi type talk. And, and Biden, weeks later, was doing, President Biden was doing his uh, thing about be prepared for a winter of death and despair and for the unvaccinated, you know, death and misery or whatever it was he said. That's, that's only 10, that's only nine months ago. Uh, anyway. So true. Okay. I'm I'm popping over to Rumble to look at the comments there because you have about two and a half thousand over there uh, talking and asking questions. How do I find you on Rumble? Uh, I, I can send you the link um, in there. But, you know, there's like a 30 second delay because of the way Rumble is set up. You know, I still haven't figured out how to do it on locals. 
I can send you the link on, I'm going to send it to you on Telegram on private message because it's easier. Um, but there's, there's a lot of questions there that are going, but you know, I, thinking about all this stuff, Patrick, um, the, the, the PTSD that America is going through now with all that, I agree with you. And, you know, instead of us focusing, they've got us so confused and upset with everything that has been going on from the elections to the, you know, brazen theft um, to, you know, the masking, the mandates, you know, my body, my choice only applies when you, you know, want to get rid of a baby, but it doesn't apply in everything else. So, you know, that's a concern. Did you like swap screens? Cause you're black now. Um, I'm assuming you did because you're a black screen, but, um, I agree. Let me see if there's any questions for anyone. Mass formation psychosis. So, right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I switched. I switched yeah. to Tori. Yeah. I'm right here. I switched to look at, um, your rumble. live stream on rumble and that's when everything I wanted to rumble this. Yeah, podcast. that's fine. I, I can switch back because I have it on mute on my browser so that I could see it. Uh, 2,600 people watching live. Good for you. Yeah. Well, that's because I've spread it on YouTube. If I turn off YouTube and Facebook, they'll all move to rumble. Um, I, I'm just you on know, Rumble because, you know, YouTube doesn't let, let me do my normal shows. But when I talk myself, they leave me alone. So I've, I've learned that's okay. <laughs> they won't ban me right away. They'll have someone sit there and listen to the whole thing and say, well, misinformation, let's turn her off. So. Is it just a moment? Is it here is yet? It uh, dinner has arrived and I'm keeping some guests. Indian food. Oh, my favorite. And of course, you got the same stuff, right? The potato stuff. Uh, uh, Biryani is my favorite. I'm a big fan. So you have some good cases cooking. We have some filing this week. Uh, I'm yeah, going to have to talk to a sheriff up in uh, up in uh, Michigan. Going up to talk to a sheriff. You aren't anywhere up here in Michigan, are you? Well, yeah, we have people in Michigan that are filing. Um, I I am near Michigan. I could pop up whenever you go. You could text me. But I'll be there at the end of the week. Are you going to be in? Uh, uh, no, Trump's? I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm going to be on the East Coast this week. Are you going to be at Trump's back. rally in Scranton? Uh, I'm just going to be on the East Coast. So I'll, I'll yeah. text you. Like, but I am. I'm going to do some stuff, and I'll be back in the Midwest. Um, after the seventh because I have to campaign too, but I guess my campaign is going to be in court. <laughs> Best campaign ever. Like, are you kidding? Like I can't, I don't even have to pay for ads. Good I, luck. Yeah. Good luck. Hasta mm -hmm. la proxima, Tori. And so let's all settle. Let's take a moment of peace and Christian peace. All you Christians shake hands with the other, with everyone. And let's all remember the common enemy. That's the five meter target, as they say, the five meter target. Standing on top of us and laughing Bye. while we're fighting. Much love, Patrick. I'll love see you soon. You. Love you too. All right, guys. So that was Patrick. I wanted to bring him on kind of just to um, have a conversation uh, and, and kind of, uh, you know, everyone's working to get this done. And, you know, obviously I'm going to keep, you know, bashing Brian Cates because I really don't like him at all. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's really important that 
we focus on the target and stop talking about what's important. You know, I found it really interesting that the New York Times started trying to label Truth Social as QAnon, blah, blah, blah. Kind of warned about it when I said we're having too many anonymous accounts being verified. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, there is no QAnon. There's Q- You know, next time press is going to tell me I'm a QAnon follower, I'm going to be like, no, there's no QAnon. Why don't you just call me Q? Because we're all Q. How's that? And that way they can just paint the hat even stronger rather than make up terms and say things. I think that would be a lot more fun, right? Because we're, we're in a moment in time where everything is so discombobulated and so confusing that people can't even see straight. Uh, they think that the person next to them is their enemy. And here's my, my two cents, right? My two cents is just consider that everyone is against you around you and just take it as a given kind of like, you know, when you walk into a house and it smells like, uh, I don't know, curry, for example, like that really gets to me. Right. Uh, when I walk into a house and, you know, my friends are Indian and I can smell curry everywhere. It's overwhelming. But after a time you get desensitized, try to desensitize yourself to the, the smell of, Oh, that smells, (laughs) this person isn't a good guy. Just pretend everyone's not a good guy. But look at what they're trying to do, regardless of how effective they are or efficient they are. Everyone is fighting in some shape or form. And, you know, and like I said, I don't I don't blame, you know, Patrick, the general and everybody else who when I went down to D.C. and provided them the actual goods um, to fix this. I don't blame them that they took it with a grain of salt. I really did wish that they would have seen it as, you know, just information Right. But, you know, God works in really weird ways. He puts us through trials and not only as individuals, but as a nation and as a nation, we will succeed because no matter how hard evil comes at you. Right. Uh, good comes back 20 times harder. So it's 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 really important that we remember that. That we remember that it, the eye is on the prize and the prize is regaining our nation because it's completely out of control right now. Uh, you know, we have them raiding a president, right? We've got them, you know, doing these impeachments. And while everyone is like, oh my God, this is terrible. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is great. Um, you know, I last weekend was a blessing for me when I saw that SCOTUS came out with like enjoining no elections unless this is fixed. Uh, that was fantastic. That sets precedent for many, many things. And that's what's interesting. Um, as someone that I just embraced the whole Cruella DeVille side, I, people that have met me are like, you're nothing like what people paint you. No, duh. That's the whole point. The media shapes, you know, the image that they want to sell and, uh, you know, demonizes you, crazifies you or whatever, um, when the facts are facts and it's truth and you can't change truth. I don't care how much you don't like it. It's just like, mm. and you just have to kind of take it like, you know what? I really don't care what you have to say. Um, you know, um, it's all right because I'm going to win anyway. That's how good it is. Right. So, it's um it's it's pretty 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 important that we all sit aside and and really contemplate on just focusing on the goal. Uh, you guys all the people in the United States of America right now, you don't need anyone to handhold you. You don't need anyone to show you what to do. You can do it yourself. You know, we have people that in Portland filed their own lawsuit to get rid of these machines. Um <clears throat> South Carolina filed one. 
um, uh, Oklahoma filed one. It's pretty wicked. Like people are getting on top of it. And I am so proud of each and every one of them. Texas is like wrecking it. Like, you know, when we when we started uh, our groups on Telegram and Ivan Raiklin was funny. He was like, Tori, the Telegram is just yours. Uh, you know, we just see TS groups. Funny, Truth Social, TS, right? Tori says, right? Just It just so happened like that happenstance. But the Texans, like they really got together. The Louisianans, they had like meetings with gavels and minutes. The people got together. And uh, while people think that for some reason, you know, oh, Tori, you control these groups. Nah, man. You don't control people. That's the problem. This is why we're in the position we are today. We don't allow people to self-govern. And and that is a problem. We don't need to deploy them. We can pull call to actions on. And if they want to, they can, uh, you know, go ahead and do it. I know thousands of people uh, from this weekend have been sending out emails and letters to their counties and to their secretary of state to retain documents, you know, for all these agreements that they did behind our backs with CISA and DHS and all these companies, you know, kind of just federalizing, quasi federalizing our elections without our permission. And, and that's the thing. And, you know, I did say Lone Star is going to be amazing. Right. And, and these guys are just, oh, I was I was stuck in Dallas coming back from Missouri and I and I was like, hey, I'm going to be laying over there. You know, there's no point in me sitting at the airport. So you guys want to go eat? And there was like a ton of them. Like I I started I was shocked. I, I started crying. I'm a very emotional person. Like, as I said today, I got two care boxes and, and the big care box that had doggy treats, had cigarettes in it. I was just crying because I was so grateful. Right. Uh, because and it's not so much seeing the faces it's just being so proud to see americans fighting for their country not the cigarette part i'm talking about seeing them you'll see me i'm always like i try to stay away from wearing mascara when i'm meeting with people because all i do is choke up because this is exactly what our forefathers envision people working together and striving for a common goal to have control of their nation to have control of their counties to be able to educate their children to be amazing people in society right and that is so incredible so incredible. I, I, I can't explain it to you. For me, it's just seeing it moves me. And I, you know, it sounds so soppy because I sound like such a bitch, right? I can't be soppy. I totally am. Totally am. And, and I'm, and I'm proud of each and every one of you that make a phone call, that send that email because you're creating record. Remember, we had all states in the United States, I think, except for one that filed a writ of mandamus demanding these mandates to end. That's making history. It may not have done anything. We may all have failed. Well, mine is actually, mine was converted to federal suit because I, I got lucky. But, you know, people, you have to understand, just because you failed doesn't mean you didn't win. Your children and their children will see that in the future and say, hey, you know, I'm related to that dude and all those people that put the affidavits to get this writ of mandamus done. You know, this is this is how you write history. You don't let them write it for you. You write it yourself. You take the pen and you're like, whatever. Do you guys think that I really wanted to go up against Frank LaRose? I know I'd be great for secretary of state. Not only will I amplify business and ensure that it adheres to the Ohio and and, and U.S. constitutions. Right. But I, but I will also make sure that elections are solid. I mean, I used to run coups in other nations. The, 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 the choice of poison to take over a nation is elections. So if I know how to rig them, you definitely know <laughs> I know how to not rig them. And that would be pen and paper. And I didn't want to do it. 
It's just that nobody steps up. A lot of people talk, but nobody steps up. If, if people actually saw from start to finish my attempt to change things, and I have to admit that the guy that just put in as a write-in uh, for Governor Marshall, he was the one that was uh, working with Blystone who said, you know, you should do Secretary of State. And I said, you know what? I think that's better than Governor because that's Secretary of State. I could take care of the Governor side and all the sides. And and I know people are going to be like, no, that's only elections and business. Well, most of them have businesses and a lot of them have shoddy businesses. I mean, how that whole whole householder thing work at the GOP. That was, that was a good one, right? $60 million in the hole. So, you know, I, I didn't want to do this. You think I want to be out there so people can keep trashing me and talking smack as if they know me. It's, it's almost like, you know, a lot of people don't, don't like Patrick, don't like the general, don't like uh, Linwood. Don't, and it's like, I don't care who you like. I like them. Okay. Do I trust every single person that I'm with? Probably not. But do I love them any less? Definitely not. And, you know, if everyone chose to look at the good things in every single person around us, fighting or not fighting, we wouldn't be in this place right now. We would be in a way better place. And, um, you know, um, history will be kind to us because we're writing it. And that's what's important. Our pens are writing it, right? We're doing it. We're mobilizing and all we want is fair and free things. You know, um, I had someone crawl up on my Instagram calling me homophobic because I posted that thing about McCain being in a sausage house. And I was like, dude, if you knew me, you wouldn't even say that and try to utter that it's real. Okay. Because I'm far from your isms. I think I told them, take your isms off my feed. Right. Uh, it, so many people just come out and say things and it's a problem. You know, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really big problem. And for me, my problem to overcome was, you know, the fights that I had before, because I, I don't fight with babies. I don't fight with, you know, losers. I mean, for fun, you know, when I want to be mean because I'm angry, I'll probably pick at Kate's because he's a low hanging fruit and, you know, thirsty. But, uh, you know, I, I, I pick fights with people that deserve a fight, right? I've been through hell and back. Nobody knows just how hard it's been. A few people know a lot more than other people. But it's important that we, um, that we take control back of our local communities, our, our state, and make them fair, transparent, and, and exactly how we want them. I know a lot of people are like, can't it just be like it was before? And when I hear that, I, um, I, I just can't stand to not respond and be like, are you serious? You want to go back to when you had no idea all this stuff was going on. You want to go back to what? Being dumb? This is it. We can't go back. There was no back. The back was a lie. Everything is an illusion. There is no going back. You go back, you're asking to be stupid and, you know, not able to see things. That's not what we want. What we want is truth and transparency, you know, and I say, and I'm going to keep saying this till I'm blue in the face. You know, <laughs> you're only free on paper, right? Everything else is BS. You're only free on paper. And just because you don't believe something does not make it any less true. And if people adhered to those two things and understood those two concepts, boy, the world would be an amazing place. And, and that's the problem. So anyway, let me, let me just end today's um, chit chat with exactly what's going on. 
I want you guys to know that today, August 30th, 2022, according to statute, the Secretary of State of Ohio is supposed to certify all the people on the ballots because he's like, okay, these are the ones we're printing. Let's go, printer. So he sends them off. So today at 5 p.m., which was the end, I think it's 4 p.m. officially, but he did it at 5 p.m., probably with communication with the Attorney General's office, looking at lawsuit, has no idea what's coming. Um he sent me a notification saying that, you know, he decided that, remember, they protested 65 on Monday, uh, right before this kangaroo hearing that no rules, no statutes. It was just weird. I mean, my lawyer couldn't even believe what was happening. Uh, you know, they dropped it down to 54 and then it went down to 18. And now it's only 17, which has me seven short of being on the ballot, which is BS because there were other signatures that he didn't put on there. And, you know, I have a funny feeling. That Secretary LaRose may not have made it on the ballot either. Because if he disqualifies those, then we should disqualify his. Like, I'm coming guns a-blazing. And I really hope that the people of Ohio see this battle for what it is. And the fact that it was 17 out of every... You know, and I had this conversation with the with the lawyers this morning. He was like, yeah, it's 19. We're putting 19 because, you know, they we have burned through everything on our campaign finance, right? Like, you know, uh, I will fight to the nail. He said, um, oh, we're going to put 19. I was like, dude, no, don't ask for 19. Just put 18. I don't like that number. Change it, change it, change it, change it. <laughs> change it. Um, but I was like, wouldn't it be funny if they just discount 17? And boy, that's what happened. That's exactly what LaRose did. Um, right on the dot. But he doesn't win because now he's going to say the law says she can't contest. And well, you go tell the Supreme Court of the United States how I'm not entitled to the rights and how you're disenfranchising. You know, there might be a way that I could sue him for all this money, too, because, you know, when I left that hearing room, I walked up to that little pansy bis and I said, listen, you did all this, right? You better be well versed because in federal court. You're going to have to testify as to how you did it. You better brush up, baby. Because guess what? When you file a protest, it has to be that guy that does it on good faith, right? He didn't do any of it. The lawyers did. They actually admitted it during the hearing. And see, while people don't pay attention, they'll notice that the media lied and says, well, she tried to get on the GOP, but she didn't have enough signatures. Now, that's a lie, too. In fact, I had all the signatures, every single one of them. Right. But here's what they did. The secretary of state's office instructed the board of elections, all of them to discount all my petitions and disqualify them when by law, they're not allowed to do that. They're not. Their job is to just check signatures. They don't have the authority or any legal right to dismiss a whole petition. And yet the only counties that sent signatures were the ones that said, um, yeah, that's not legal. We're not supposed to do that. They actually put that in writing. They actually, the, the 500 that they say I only got were from the counties that said, no, that's not right. That's against the law. Whereas the other ones, like the Democrat stronghold, Cuyahoga County, they didn't even look at the signatures. They just said, we, we just qualified the whole petition because the secretary said state said we could. So he literally told them, make sure she's not on the ballot. And now he fights me again, right? Saying, well, you know, 
not enough. But because he couldn't do it, he brought the GOP in. See, this is where I didn't even think they were so dumb. But I guess corruption is dumb and God is great. Because I expected on the first round that the GOP would have contested me, not LaRose. Because that would have been more common sense where the GOP would have been like, hey, you're not registered as a Republican. Hey, you haven't voted in a primary. Hey, you can't run on the GOP ticket. Like that would have been a sound argument and that would have been something that they could have brought up. And that would have shown everyone that unless you kiss the ring of the GOP, you're not allowed to run. But for some reason, huh, they got their wires crossed and LaRose went first and then the GOP. And that's where they messed up, especially when they started tapping the AG. Like, Dave, why are you getting involved? Do you want to get dragged into this? Because, you know, when lawsuits happen, there's discovery. And if there's any funny business of giving opinions and rocket docking my email to the top of your pile in the middle of the night, that's a big deal. I don't think people understand what a big deal that is when a simple email you send at night as a private citizen, not a lawyer, and, you know, you make a claim. They have a bunch of lawyers in that office. Nicholas Iper, right? He's in charge of this stuff. In 2021, I made an open records request. It's freaking 2022. He still hasn't responded. All I asked him was to give me the escrow account where LaRose has dedicated to give the source code. Why? Because that escrow account, that company that they use is actually the federal government. So when the federal government tells you everything is okay, but they can't guarantee it or some wishy-washy stuff, that's they own it. Those crypto trapdoors, who has those keys? That's why going after Dominion was a problem. Damn. Because it's your own unelected branch of government that controls who you put in office. That's the way it is. It's not some big, you know, whoa, intricate thing. It's pretty simple. Occam's razor, guys. Simplest way is always the answer. And even in this raid, we had all this narrow, narrow, narrow. No, he had all those documents. He's the president. He can bless them and say they're whatever. They're declassified because I said so. He has that right. But it wasn't that. They're saying that it wasn't secure or making stuff up while trying to recycle this Russia thing like they did in the Trump Tower. I mean, they didn't even get creative. They used a woman in the same network as Natalia that turned up with Kushner and Manafort and whatever. And they have the same PR agent. Like, come on, you can't even make it up. This is how dumb they are. And, you know, if I wasn't busy running for office, working on this J6 stuff and getting it all together, man, that story would have been out days ago. But I haven't had the time. Like all these other people, they're supposed to be investigative journalists. What the hell are you investigating? Are you just waiting for some secret source to tell you what to say? It's a point of investigative journalism. If you're not investigating anything, you look like idiots. Because here's me spread thin. Like I really need a lot more clones. I need more clones. Definitely need more clones. Yeah. That I have to come out and just spell it out. And it's like, this is so dumb. So dumb. Anyway. On that note, um, I really want to play the Trump train song again. You know what? I want to hear it at a rally. I think this is one of the most fun songs I have heard, you know, because we're all on the Trump train, right? Left and right. Why? Because he speaks truth and people don't like truth. And we need a hell of a lot more than that, of what we have currently going. On that note, guys, God bless. Hope you enjoyed this nice chit chat. It was so good to see Patrick again. Um, see you. Oh, see you tomorrow.